Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ChristopherMedia.net. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Regiment number 274. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. And I'm Rich. And hey. we are blessed with Trump's presence in our own state right now. Did you know that? As we're recording this season, Grand Rapids holding his first rally post Mueller report. I thought I felt some gods being created. <laughs> yeah. You could feel waves of MAGA moving from the west towards yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, so wah, wah. this is what we were all waiting for. Well, we haven't even seen it, right? We don't even know what's in it. Or we just get the, the, the snarky recap from the attorney general. Right. Hey, if anyone's in despair over this news, then I don't know what to tell you because this is what was to be expected, right? They, whatever happened, it was going to be first spun by Barr, who was put there in the first place, to spin this report. And, you know, everybody else is going to take their own spin on it anyway. It, the fact that we're all basing conclusions off of one man's four-page summary, one man's biased four-page summary of a 300-page report is kind of ridiculous. We need to see the whole thing. And the idea of exoneration wasn't even in there. I mean, it's a damning report that says, you know, here's the evidence, and I leave it up to the attorney general to decide if charges are to be filed. And no surprise, you know, William Barr looked at it and said, well, I don't, doesn't add up to collusion, he right? Equivalent of wiping it with his ass. Oh, yep. Here's what I think of this. Cool. I, I think there's too many people also <clears throat> misunderstanding it just because there's no evidence of collusion. That doesn't mean that Russia didn't meddle in the 2016-2018 elections. They, they continue to do so. They continue to, to post shit, inflammatory shit, to both sides and try to spread fake news. That has nothing to do... It, it could have been someone besides Trump running, and I think they'd have still done that. Yeah. But yeah. but too many people are going, so, see, Russia's done nothing. They haven't even messed with our elections. And I'm thinking, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. Of course they have. We fuck with everyone's elections. You know, get, get over this bullshit that, like, you know, this is, like, shoots and ladders in Candyland, guys. You know, 
That's what big governments do with each other. Fuck right. with each other. Well, arms are still there. Yeah, there's there's very little talk in this summary of of Russia's uh, effectiveness in in whether they were able to tip the election, because like the Republicans have finally acquiesced and said, "All right, you know, look, Russia was trying a lot of shady shit." Yeah, but if they portray any aspect of that as being successful, then that automatically lessens their candidate. And they're just not going to go there. So I guess oh, no, we're it's... just not going to solve this issue. You know, we're going to continue to argue about whether our own president is legitimate or not. And I guess continue to be vulnerable to... Even now, people don't even understand how they were manipulated. And it's like you were saying, Rich, it was just about... Uh, about stirring shit up. It wasn't specifically that they went, "Oh, we're we're all in for Trump." So all of our can all of our stuff is going to be pro-Trump and anti-Hillary. That was a portion of it, yeah, because that was one of the big issues that was stirring up America. Absolutely. But it was everything. Any story that seemed to pick a side in America, right? They were right there to push behind it. Yeah, they just noticed, I mean, like, hey, look at these people are dumb. Check this out. They were trolling in the truest. Leave they it. Were, they were trolling in the truest sense of the term. They had no ideological belief behind it. They were just there to cause chaos and mayhem, just to, just stir the shit. Right. Hot. They they saw a country in this tug of war that was at some kind of stasis, and they just started randomly adding people to each side to and 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 disrupted it. They did it because they could. God damn it, that's half ab that's halfway admirable. What? I mean they did it because they want to take America down a notch. Us and many other countries. Hey, they noticed the vulnerability and they exploited it. And continue to do so. Yeah. We're still oh, yeah. sharing things from questionable news sources all day. <laughs> yeah. You know, when's the last, uh, Rich? I'm sure you see stuff all day from uh, what lockerup.com or shit. You know what? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. it's not. I mean, not completely. You're never going to get rid of fake news. We're always going to. The Inquirer is always going to be uh, a quote-unquote news source for some people because some people just want to read garbage. But you know, but it's pretty the, bad when I'm I'm opining about wanting Bat Boy back for our fake news. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. Well, but Facebook is losing users, you know, and any attempt that any attempt to actually like control this doesn't seem to be effective. You know, I mean, certainly Facebook has shut down accounts that they realized were bots, but I mean, Face that's just that's just a drop in the ocean. Facebook seems to be taking the uh, there's going to be collateral damage. So whatever attitude. Because it's gotten ridiculous. Like I'm in a couple groups for video games where you know you have to grind for gear, so people trade you know their gear or sell it for in-game currency. And they've gotten to the point where you can't. We have to. You have to find ways to talk around saying I have this nine millimeter plus ten, you know, looking to sell it because it gets flagged and pulled, and you get and you get a, a ban for it because they say it's against their policy to sell firearms over Facebook. <laughs> I 
I mean, video so, game firearms. Uh, well, right? that's it, what we're it, talking it, about, or yeah, yeah, video game firearms. This is all in video, but their yeah. algorithms pick it up as you just made a, an attempt to sell a firearm over Facebook. Are we right. heading down the road of the algorithm knows best? No, Dave, I can't do that. Well, I've had three posts pulled in the last week. One of them from five years ago. And I actually was like, let me, let me see what happens if I fight this. If I say, wait a minute, I don't understand why this was pulled. And it took like two or three times of sending stuff to where I finally actually appeared to have talked to somebody. And it wasn't just like, you know, the same shit being sent out. Hello, Richard. How can Facebook help you today? <laughs> I think Facebook's stance is really to pivot to the next platform. I think, I think they realize that Facebook isn't going to last forever, that the, it'll hang around because you know people like what they like, and some people are just going to stick with Facebook. So Facebook will be for older people, and they're just, they're just moving those people on Instagram, the, the people that they're losing on Facebook. Everyone's I, like, I'm, not, I'm ditching Facebook now. I'm going straight Instagram. I'm like, okay, well, your data is all going the same place. See, you I, don't... I, I wonder how long we we have until they're they're treated like publishers, because uh, I mean we're seeing uh, uh, what's his name Sandman, the Sandman, from uh, the, the whatever the high school was. Oh, the Catholic high school. Yeah, he's he he's suing a, a a bunch of people because of stuff that they posted on Twitter for libel, and and I guess his lawsuits are actually holding water. So how how long until I mean is the clock ticking on Facebook and Twitter or? or are then put under the same rules as like publishers. Well, they, I think that's already started. Yeah, I mean they are the vehicle. They technically, if you really want to get down to it, they kind of are. They're being treated as news aggregators, and in in that way, I mean we haven't exactly defined these lines, but yeah, we are trying to hold them responsible for that. Yeah, in, in some way. If a news site was as irresponsible with the dissemination of information as as Facebook and Twitter are, I mean we. They would be lap. I mean, we'd be talking about, hey, remember CNN? You know, you know, if it's right, but this paying, they just wildly put it, just put the information out there like you are able to on social media, right? But Facebook, the company themselves, isn't necessarily putting out the information. I mean, they may it's the, the they provide, may be boosting certain things that the or, creator, uh, is they're providing the vehicle for the information to be wildly and erroneously right, right, and and outside of just offering the platform they outright accept ad money as well i mean if you want to boost an inflammatory uh article to stir some shit up and you're a russian you know uh whatever i don't know what you would call these people that do this but you know it's cheap it's you know 50 bucks 20 bucks 100 bucks you know just have a podcast network and a podcast about cannabis then they don't want your money yeah, Zuckerberg is lying right there, kids. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wish that we were talking more about, but I I wish more that we would get to actually see the complete document, or that somebody other than you know Trump's attorney general and what I assume is people in the White House actually seeing this and making an opinion about what's inside of it. It's total and complete exoneration. All right, saw the tweet. It's over, right? We'll never hear about it ever again after this week. Yeah. Well, <sighs> there's also the question of why there were no further charges. I mean, it seems as simple as, well, there wasn't enough 
evidence to uh, to get to a, a charge. But it's but if that was the case, that would it would seem that that would be the recommendation, right? We don't have enough to prove anything here, so as far as the law is concerned, he's innocent. That's not what's in the summation that Barr gave us. It's not enough evidence to. Uh, like, didn't, didn't the summation say? Pretty sure he obstructed justice, but we don't have enough evidence. Like, wasn't that part of the summation? I think it was pretty sure they have enough on collusion. or uh, They they have an, a lot of evidence on collusion, but they can't prove it. Um, it doesn't talk in, in that four-page summary. It doesn't really discuss obstruction. Yeah, I thought that's what the where everything came from was. As far as collusion, there was no proof. But obstruction, that's where uh, I believe Mueller yeah, I actually said the phrase or at least the phrase was in the letter like he's not completely exonerated we're pretty sure he obstructed justice but we can't prove it so well, didn't they re- actually refer to him as an unindicted conspirator or, uh, or an he, unindi- was, he was uh no he was individual number one i i maybe 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 it was i don't know there's been so much talk about what's wishful thinking for people and then there's been so much talk well, about interpreting what the four page is trying unindicted. to say about a repeat a report that they haven't seen yet. So yeah, unindicted you know. co-conspirator is kind of language that it's lawyer-like language that they can use to scare the shit out of somebody to get them to fess up. Well, well, yeah, right? if you're or if you, if I mean, it's basically saying it doesn't really mean anything outside of that. You can't charge somebody for being an unindicted because it's right there in it. You're unindicted, right? But it's. Yeah. It's a term that sounds very official, like, oh, you're you're in the system now as an unindicted co-conspirator, i.e. innocent, because we couldn't prove anything. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, you're you're an unarrested drug user. Exactly. So so nothing well, then? The rest okay. of the population, yeah. It's like I'm gonna have to check the the oh shit, I'm an unarrested drug user on the fucking next job app I fill out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I secretly hoping his nickname was going to be Chester? I was just hoping, like, something, some kind of elusive Cheeto reference in the report. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to, is that going to, is that going to be like the, the name of the report? And then the subtitle is, it's not easy being cheesy, the Donald yeah. Trump report. <laughs> yeah. The report's not easy being cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, you know, it's it's not like a, it was a. I went out on a on a limb and made a, a wild and reckless prediction, but I mean, it's pretty much exactly what I, I predicted last episode was going to happen with the usual suspects that I know on the right. They're just they're wearing themselves out taking victory laps. Yeah, and, it's ridiculous. And I mean, I think it's I think it's you're time. taking victory laps on your president was almost indicted of a crime. <laughs> right. So I, much there is so much evidence that the investigator couldn't really decide. Like, uh, maybe there's enough here, maybe there isn't. I'm gonna pass the buck off. That's your victory. Yeah, no, Barr basically did a Pontius pilot. He like he uh, tied cheat he tied cheated on the on the that's the uh ruler who the crowd said, you know, what are you gonna do with Jesus? And he was like, uh, I don't know, I'll let them decide. Oh right! And he pointed okay. to a different group of people, and he was Jason, like, this is crazy. "I wash my hands of you. I give them to you. They can do what they want." Yeah, do do it, do what the fuck you want. Leave me out of it. <laughs> but no, they tai chi'd that real quick. 
Uh, then in this case, Mueller would be the Pontius Pilate, right? Well, Mueller turned it over to Barr, and now it goes from if Barr's turn it over goes to what the the. Uh... No, he doesn't have to do anything with it at this point. Oh, you're right. My bad. My bad. Sorry. You're they, absolutely right. There's no statute that says that it has to be released or anything. He didn't even legally have to By do a four-page report summary. He could have just went, uh, oh, that report, yeah, there's nothing. I threw it in the garbage. Moving on. Let's watch it with the Punch Pilot reference because that makes Trump Jesus in this story. Yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The God Emperor Trump himself. It's a very flawed analogy. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, whatever. Right. Don't, his, his ears are perking up right now. What? Somewhere. Yeah, he is in Michigan. Someone's like, comparing us to Jesus. Right. He's got that $6 billion man here. And then, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Find me that podcast. Bring me them, them hosts. <laughs> But I do have people think I'm Jesus. I'm glad. I'm glad, Aaron, that you're not in the um, the people that that need to have like America needs to have a serious intervention with about this. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, here's the deal: Rachel Maddow, uh, Bill Maher, various other celebrities. You got to stop fucking, especially Rachel Maddow, like almost breaking down in tears. Stop giving these pricks the satisfaction. This is what they want to see. Really? I know it. I know it sucks. No, yes, absolutely, that happened. Wow! And then Chris Matthews, I was, we're still here, everybody. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I totally, I totally understand. You don't so want him in office. You don't want him in office. But these fucks, his base, feed off of that bullshit. I, I swear oh, to God, God, it's just, it's, I, 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 it's literally what it's been that I've seen. I'm just like, oh God, you just. Yeah, it just oh. makes you look silly. Why are you literally choking back tears and snot? Because you know what part of this is? I was, we and Aaron were talking about this on the Weezman. You know what part of this really is? I think Todd even touched on it maybe a year ago. This is, oh my God, we can't have elected this guy. There has to be a flaw somewhere. We could not have, you know, like when Stephen Colbert got indignant that, uh, who, who was it that suggested, like, uh, yeah, we put this guy in place. What was it, Comey? You know, it, 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 it's, it's rooted in that. Like, we could not have possibly elected this guy. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, no, we've, well, we've talked about it before on this show. This was, a lot of people looked at the results of the Mueller report as the escape hatch, as the, the, oh, the deus ex machina that would just sweep in and go, oh, but it was all a dream. Well, thank God our system's fine. This guy just was being shady. Oh, thank God. Yeah, we were all going to wake up back in our bed in Kansas. Oh, I was gonna say, you were there, up. and you were there, and you were there. Yeah. We're going to wake up in our bed, go to use the bathroom, hear someone in the shower, pull back the shower curtain, and there's Obama showering. Like, hey, how's it going? It's like, yeah. oh. okay, so it was all a dream? Is that what we're doing here? Is this the Dallas ending? Crazy orange <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> You know, do the Scooby-Doo ending, like Wayne's World. Just change it up to what we want. Like, I get it. I, I understand being upset. And Bill Maher really wasn't that bad. He was just like, I don't care what the report says. I have a TV. He's guilty. Okay, well, that makes you sound like you're in, you know, whatever. But that's that's not it's not even bulletin board material on some of the crap I've seen. Like, it's just, everybody, calm down. So let's f- focus that disappointment and anger and energy to getting him out of office by voting and getting him voted out at this point. Cause that's clearly the short, the most likely thing that could happen in the shortest amount of time at this point. 
Yeah. Well, you know, in reaction to this, as far as looking through Twitter, I've seen a little bit of the liberals going crazy and being frustrated and angry about this. I've seen way more of the conservatives and their fucking liberal tears memes. Oh, God, yeah. Gotta get it in when you can. It, and sure, it's like they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and, they, and they, they, they hate the other team. They're just, Listen, like, just rubbing it in. Trump's going to Trump soon. You got to get into celebrations while you can. <laughs> right. But it's like if your team won the Super Bowl on a technicality. There's, there's going to be right? Trump swapping a chocolate bunny from a three-year-old here soon. So they got to get into victories while they can. Well, and doesn't that really just speak to the pettiness and the mindset of well, winning, baby. Just win, baby. It's exactly. A new, it's a new Al Davis society. <laughs> Just win, baby. Well, on top of that, though, outside of just the the general people's reaction on social media, the like, people on Fox News, people in Trump's cabinet, they are just as insane with this shit. I find it odd they opened talking in- about. Cast with confetti. It was like balloons. Well, Fox News Monday morning. Really? No, I'm just. Oh. It. <laughs> See, here's, you bought I, it. I would. I would possible to you. I would believe that they would be dancing. Megan yeah. Kelly and some streamers. No, it's if if it was one of those uh, like Morning Joe talk shows or Fox and Friends. I could see them doing some cheesy shit like that. Like celebration by cooling the gang. Exactly. Yeah. Doing the whitest one, two steps they could do. Well, no. Instead, I mean, after a two-year investigation that they said was a total sham and a waste of taxpayer money, now that their president is, quote-unquote, completely exonerated, they want to turn around and uh, investigate Hillary. Oh! For what? They want, they want to... They, they say, all the all the representatives and senators that were involved in this that you know like Adam Schiff need to resign immediately that You're Rachel Maddow needs to needs to resign that these people have no credibility because they that none of the news organizations have any credibility now because they all reported on this investigation of course sure whatever right? fox nuts Whatever you say. I mean, was there bias out there against Trump? Absolutely, there was. But you, you want, <laughs> you want CNN shut down because they reported on an actual investigation. They didn't make shit up and report on it. This the new. It's it's it's. See, this just proves it's ever. It's both sides. Both sides will do this stupid tactic. Like it's ah. <laughs> what the other side does doesn't make you just as good or cool or whatever you are and think they are in your head it's not even that they they want revenge and still i mean look i don't see liberals saying that fox news should be shut down they just say it shouldn't be taken seriously that it's not a real news organization it's just it's the my way or the highway tactic that everybody uses now it's it is on both sides it is in both camps it is entrenched everywhere it's fucking annoying it's a waste of time but that's the thing. Who is it? It doesn't like, accomplish I, anything for anybody except it's it's more of the we went. We're, it's it's Elliot doing I told you so dance. But who are the people doing it? They're not people that are that anyone's taking like dead serious except for the people on the other side to do the same thing that are looking for those people. I mean, yeah, I've I've absolutely heard people that, uh, who consider themselves very liberal, very far on the left, say shut Fox News down, and 
fascist news network and all that. Okay, well, it's not going to happen, guys. And you know that. You're just running around basically spouting off a wish list of what you wish it would happen. Right, They're but those not... are kooks. This is Kellyanne Conway, who is also a kook, but also works for the White House, Well, I who mean, is saying this about news organizations. Well, right? That's then, what I'm saying. I guess that tells like, yeah, you, there's I guess kooks that tells on both sides, the but the kooks part, on the right are in power. I guess that tells you for the most part that the Democrats are intelligent enough not to let their kooks rise to the point of having that much power. They're like, shh, go put the drunk uncle away. We got we got company coming over. <laughs> put him in the back bedroom. <laughs> I mean, look, man, I I'm not fucking discounting one side or and holding another side to a to a higher standard. It's just it's of course Trump's got a bunch of kooks in there because that's it, Jesus Christ. It was like a firing squad there for the first you know year he was in office. How many people were coming and going, coming and going? He was he was guilty of Goldilocks syndrome at that point. He wanted his porridge just right, his bed just right. So you know, hey, do you agree with me completely? Well, I mean, yes, but except for on this issue, bye, you're gone. Send in another one. I mean, that's that's just that's what he does. He stacks the deck around him with with people like who are going to suck up to him, and he feels are loyal to him to a fault. So they're going to say stupid shit like this because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. All silly. The gloating is silly. The Pearl clutching is silly. Can we just move on with our lives? Like it's it, it's all. It, it, what does he doing either one get us? Nothing. Well, at least it it gave like a five six seven day reprieve from the constant meme attack on uh, the notorious AOC and and O'Rourke. There, like I see him start slowly starting back up, but. They oh, definitely, yeah. they definitely took the foot off the accelerator when it come to come to O'Rourke there. Like those went from dozens I see a day to none the next day once this report shit come out. So maybe that's maybe that tells you the, the attention span of the people we're talking about. Because honestly, how many people are going to go online share some shit that they know is just pissing off people? And wait for them to come in and start start an argument with them? Uh, one, uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> There, is there more than a hundred percent? Can we have a margin error of plus fifty percent? I don't. I you know I gotta say for the most part, most of the people I know personally have started to just avoid that shit and be like, "There's no point in even going back over this ground again and again and again." On on both sides, every once in a while, someone posts something inflammatory. They know is going to get someone worked up, but I mean, so maybe that's. Maybe that's a good sign. Maybe people are like, you know what? This was fun for a while, but let's get down to some real shit here. I hope, but... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Unregimented. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. Unregimented. You know, then we get shit like Jesse Smollett or Jesse Smollett or whatever how you pronounce his name. Uh, the charge, charges get... Jesse, it is Jesse, right? J U S S I. I've heard it. it yeah. I've heard that yes. it's spelled Jesse, but it said Jesse. Okay, the D well, is silent. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you know, and that turns into oh, that's because he's friends with Michelle Obama. That's because he's friends with Oprah. That's because he's friends with so and so. And that's and I'm just like, oh my god. He if anyone read why they dropped him charges, he had to donate his ten thousand dollars bail to some. Uh, call, I can't remember, like some charity, and he has to do a, a community service. And if he finishes, I, if he does those two things, nothing will ever be on his record. No, what's it's what's is it <clears throat> for community service? He already did like the, the, the yeah, he's already done the, the deal. It, it was all structured around shit he already did. Well, like, that's called a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is. I guess that's just, a lawyer who said, yeah, he's already done a ton of work for you know charities and stuff. So. I guess it's just another example, though, of of uh, wealth privilege. Like, if this was, any but, of the of us did this, we're going to court. I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, what what more do you want to see? Like, there's plenty of <clears throat> horrible news stories about him. There's his reputation tarnished, money lost. He gave up his time. I mean, saying if either three of us filed a false police report, we might do a few weekends in county. You know, I'm not saying we would do like continuous time. We might, you know. Well, here's the way I look at it. Did he? Fi- he didn't file a report specifically naming individuals that attacked him, making a claim against an individual. It was just two guys in MAGA hats. That was it. So, wh- what is he really guilty of? Wasting the police's time and resources. Yeah. Make them pay restitution. Move the fuck on. No victim, no crime. Now, if he didn't name someone specifically, like two people specifically, like here is their names, go arrest them, they are right there. Yeah, fuck that. Then he should do time because he was risking their freedom with his bullshit. Mm-hmm. But as of this point, all he did was really waste Chicago PD's pretty valuable time they could be putting towards other shit and resources. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I agree with you that justice is definitely slanted towards those who have money, but that's across the board. And that's... That's kind of a, a different subject. As this case stands, 
I don't see the need to go any further. I understand why they would drop the the case. I, I just officially wonder if the entire thing is it was a publicity stunt. Probably was. I mean, think about it. Look at all the publicity he got. And he he ultimately paid what ten thousand dollars. The timing of things too. Like as soon as they like, I think it was like literally like the week they they find out that he allegedly not you have to say that now orchestrated the whole thing. It was like the week before the series premiere. A vampire. And now this is wrapping all up and like isn't the season finale in like two weeks? I have no idea. I know nothing about this like, All right, but uh, <laughs> so your tinfoil hat is telling you that the studio is in cahoots with the court? Uh, no, I'm saying he's a dumbass who wanted to, to get more attention on him. Uh, the publicity stunt, yes. Like, on all of this. Yeah, you... If you if it's like if you think Fox is in on it and shit like that and and uh, I don't know man that's a I little tinfoil wrapped around my face that's what I'm saying I got tinfoil mask on with this <laughs> like especially now since everything is dropped and it's no harm no foul like now it's just like okay but it's not no it's it's dropped because what else would be a reasonable punishment on top of taking money from him and having community service done. And that's why it was dropped. I don't think that if he was just, if he was like fighting this, that it would be dropped. He would end up in court over this. Well, I feel this way. I, I do agree with Chris and this, on this aspect, you know, the usual suspects come out and they go, Oh yeah, white privilege, my ass, huh? See, he, where's his white privilege? He got off. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, because why? What did we just say? He paid $10,000 and how much ever he paid out of pocket for the lawyers that were good enough to get him that deal. That, if there's any privilege here, it is wealth privilege. He was able right. to throw enough money at it to make it basically go away well, as smoothly as possible. We couldn't do that. 10000 to one of us, we're doing, we're sitting in, we're not even making bail for ten grand. <laughs> but also, okay, if it was one of us, think about what would happen. Right. If I if I had some people beat me up and then I called the cops and they showed up and I told them some guys beat me up, what are they going to say to me? That sucks. Here's your report number. Have a good night. Right. Probably. Yeah. It's never going to come to light that it was a fake report because they don't give enough of a shit. What are they going to do anyway? They're not going to do shit. They're not going to try and find these guys. Because you're not on the TV. Now, you know, the, the thing that add, does add the extra element to it that we can't just uh, put the same uh, scenario uh, and, and overlay it on any person is the fact that this was, was portrayed as a hate crime. Which honestly might even have given them just as much of a reason to start looking into it as, oh, he's a celebrity that's on TV. I mean, because if, if, if there was a hate crime committed and it turns out, you know, Chicago PD was like, yeah, that's nice. Here's your report number. <laughs> Good luck with that. You know. Well, yeah, him getting beaten up is like 30 seconds on TMZ. Him getting a rope put around his neck is a whole week. Him getting, oh, this is MAGA country. Yeah, him getting rope put around his neck by guys wearing a MAGA hat gets you two weeks. And more. Probably would have went longer if it didn't fall apart so quickly. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... I feel like justice was served. You know, justice doesn't always have to end in a sentence or somebody you know having something on their record or serving jail time yeah and like i said to me the 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 main difference between this and if he should have done time is like i said he didn't name anyone specifically he wasn't trying to get anyone specifically to go to jail 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, okay, I, two ghosts beat me up. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's, what's he saying? I, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, or, you know, look, he either pulled an Edward Norton or he paid two guys to, to rough him up just enough to where he looked roughed up and then said, well, allegedly, obviously, and then, you know, went about this. I, I, I what else could you get him on? There's nothing there. I mean, but I don't, the- I don't they can't, if they can't prove money exchange hands and and they have no like way to prove like audio recording or something that he actually made a deal with these guys besides they said that and if they recant their story what can the cops do cuz he's never wavered in the story I mean he's innocence yep so don't they have proof that he paid those boy, those brothers i i don't know i don't know i just know to me this feels like one of those issues that the people that are like outraged that justice wasn't served I just want to sit down and go stop and think about the facts of the case. What more do you want done to him? And if it's something crazy, like he should do 10 years. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Why do you really feel he should do 10 years? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get real with yourself. You, it, you let, it, let it be a rhetorical question, but go look in a fucking mirror and figure out what the fuck's going on in your head. Because he was trying to make your side look bad. That's why they want him punished. I said, you know, we do a few weekends in County. That's all I want. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying like, well, this guy's rather do twenty five to life. Get the hell out of here! Mm-hmm. Not, Man, all right, not but I, don't, I don't like. I don't feel like if I file a, a false police report, I'm going to spend any time in county. Yeah, and if lying to the police by itself was enough to get you arrested in this due time, everybody I know would have done time by the time they were twenty. <laughs> you know, you're in the park at ten o'clock at night, and you're not even supposed to be there after dark. Cop pulls up. What are you doing? Nothing. No one damn well you were just smoking a joint 15 minutes before. You know, you got any drugs on you? No. I mean, come on. <laughs> 15 minutes earlier, but a whole different conversation, officer. Yeah, and I'd, I'd much rather see this than, cause, because, yes, wealth and fame do give you certain privilege, and you sometimes you can get away with shit. Sometimes even crazy shit, like Michael Jackson. But sometimes it rolls the other way, and you end up with uh, inappropriate, inappropriate overreaction to something because somebody is famous or because somebody is seen as being on a certain side. Well, I feel like the people that really are going, that are calling for blood and him to do years in prison because he brought a racial element into it. They feel that that makes it okay for them to bring their racial element into it. Right. And so it's easier for them to express shit that usually they got to wait until they get their cue to go, that it's okay to now bring up race. Because, you know, if they bring it up first, obviously someone's going to go, who brought up, no one's talking about race, you're talking about race, racist. But since he opened that door, now they can say all this shit and they feel like, oh, that's not being racist at all. And it's like, really? This is the but, stupid, stupid But mind. there's also, so Jesse Smollett is proof positive for uh, the big mega theory which is that racism against black people is dead. We've left that behind us. It no longer exists. We had a black president. We're all over it. (laughs) And that racism against white people is alive and well, right? He had to manufacture a uh, racist hate crime against himself, and he did so in a way that slandered white people as if he couldn't go walking through any part of some small town in alabama announcing that he's a black gay man who hates trump and not get assaulted right like they, like, like you know it's like well the only way it was ever going to happen is if he went to he went to chicago 
and paid somebody, no matter he, he'd have been he'd have been safe anywhere else in the country. One hundred percent bullshit. Come on, that that's the other part. That's the other part of not being yeah. honest. These people not being honest with themselves. You wouldn't even had to leave Illinois. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I do hate these fucking Illinois Nazis. Head to South Illinois near the Kentucky border. See how much they like black people down there. So, but that's that's yeah, that's the other thing that bothers me. It's just it's dishonesty. It really is. That's what bothers me the most. And it just seems like they, you know, there's. I mean, obviously, there's no talking to these type of people. But you just you just go, wow. I like. Do you ever just sit around thinking of like, wow, I am batshit crazy? <laughs> like, are you aware of how fucked in the head you are? And I think the answer would sadly be no, not really. It's everybody else, not me. Well, speaking of court cases, um, this last week there was a settlement on a Massachusetts lawsuit against Pharma Purdue, makers of OxyContin, and also the Purdue family. And uh, chicken now, people. I have, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do my research that far. Wait, they're putting oxy in the chicken? I gotta go to yeah. Kroger's real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And on the tail of that, now the New York Attorney General has announced that she is filing a lawsuit against Purdue and the Purdue family. Now, this is the, the Massachusetts settlement was for, I don't know, something. It was less than half a billion dollars. I think it actually, was, I think it was less than $300 billion or $300 million, um, which is a lot of money, right? I mean, that's probably though. I would guess a couple weeks profit, maybe a week profit off of the sale of OxyContin. So uh, are, we, are we talking just the initial sale or the resale value as well? Yeah, right. <laughs> Not that I've ever heard of anything like that happening. Anybody oh, listening yeah. in, it's law enforcement. The initial sale, oh, the, I bet. the sale they get the piece of. The yeah, oh, I, I bet you they'd love to get a piece of the back end on that too. Or well, well, then it, they'd really be rolling in the money. Was it, wasn't I mean, that one of the conspiracy theories? Is that the companies would, would would put out the drug, get people hooked, but then they'd also invest in privately owned and ran correctional systems, so they get them as they get hooked, and at the tail end when they're hitting bottom and going to prison, they could profit off them both ways. Right, the American dream. Fuck you, coming and going, baby. Yeah. So this is you know one settlement uh, this is the most recent settlement none of them have been really huge but i imagine this shit adds up i did read in one story that the, the that pharma purdue was considering uh, some sort of bankruptcy reorganization because of the number of lawsuits that they're undergoing who knows what that really means uh, I, that's probably just a way to report their losses so they don't have to pay taxes on them i don't think that it really means that Pharma Purdue is going anywhere. No, I don't think but, so either. And I think it's what it's going to ultimately do is get the more honest doctors a lot more gun shy about prescribing this stuff. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I mean, we've seen this before with cigarette companies, right? But there's a the different aspect here is that there is one main family that is helping to drive this, the the Purdue family, and they were you know. Uh, Part of that lawsuit settlement was to be paid directly by the Purdue family. It was like $75 million, and they're named as well in the New York suit. On top of that, there's been, well, they're very, uh, like most rich families are, they're, they're quite philanthropic and like to have their names on plaques and donate to operas and museums and all this shit. And 
a lot of those organizations are refusing their money or even giving it back to them. So I don't know, maybe this is the way to, to actually make some effective change. Certainly, as much as Trump talked about fighting the opioid epidemic, he hasn't done jack shit about it. But then, you know... It made a national emergency, wasn't it? Yeah, for whatever good that did. Hey, <laughs> national emergency now. Well, not having a wall was a national emergency, supposedly, as well, so... Whatever that means. It's a national emergency. Isn't Melania addressing it? Right. Wait, wait a minute. Well, I thought her uh, her uh, first lady token cause was to stop internet bullying. Wasn't it what she announced like after he was elected? That's what she's going to do? Yeah, yeah. You know, be best. Yeah. <laughs> be best, bro. Well, like I said when I first heard it, if you want to stop a lot of it, unplug Trump's CPAP in the middle of the night. Good. Problem solved. You know, get those Twitter. <laughs> yeah, can't you exactly. Change his Twitter password. <laughs> I can't log in. What's going on here? Call Apple. Get get Jim Apple on the phone. I need to get into my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Apple. Tim Apple. Okay, that's a, Tim Jim. See, I'm I'm fairly close. I'm in the ballpark. <laughs> I'm sure he calls him Jim Apple now. <laughs> Tim Apple, Jim Google. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess we'll see what it does. I mean, ultimately, it's probably just going to make prices go up. They're not going to they're not going to take a cut on their profit unless they absolutely have to. But I didn't realize. That yeah, the- but I mean, if prices go up, then use will go down. I'm not saying it's going to solve the opioid crisis, but there's the generic, and they make it too. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. I didn't realize it's been around as much or as long as it has. I guess it passed the FDA approval stage and went on the market in '89. I don't remember really hearing about oxys a whole lot until probably late nineties. Yeah. And I mean, obviously no one I knew needed to take them for the most part. So it was, Oh, this is a, this is some using shit like a street drug, but most of the nineties, it was like Vicodins was the big thing. So, you know, if it drives the price up, they'll just find something else. To take its spot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Part of what's adding to the energy behind OxyContin and drugs like that is that they are marketed like this new wonder drug for pain. They, they were peddling this drug with a less than 1% addiction rate. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ah! Okay. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, if you were really holding these, these companies responsible and we could go after them for shit going back decades for all the false reporting that they've done on their own product. It's going to turn out, oh, no, we mixed it up like 20 years ago. It would involve... percent don't get addicted. Right, yeah. <laughs> we had that reversed. <laughs> oh, God damn it. A new intern started that day. Our bad. Oops. Oh, what we... Forgot to carry the one. This decimal place should be uh, over. No, one more. Yeah, there you go. Well, I don't know if you guys have seen 100%. This, this new propaganda <laughs> yeah. that, that I'm seeing a lot, especially from people who I know didn't support legalization of marijuana here in Michigan. But I keep seeing these articles from various sketchy sources that these people are obviously taking as the word of God that, you know, oh, you know, you think marijuana is going to be a safe alternative to prescription drugs to relieve pain? Marijuana dealers are spraying their cannabis with fentanyl. You could die from smoking it. And I'm like, what is this obsession with people who don't dis 
dislike drugs to think that drug dealers want to kill their fucking own market. Like or their give their shit away for free, for free. right? Yeah, that's the right? other thing. Yes. So you and watch it, fentanyl, that's an extra 50 bucks. All right? <laughs> and you, if, if I'm giving you $50 of liquid fentanyl, you really want to waste it spraying it on this shit? <laughs> right. First of all, look, if you... It, <laughs> there's no drug dealer that was just like a born salesman, right? A huckster, a, a, a shark. Someone that's, if he had that drive, he would go work the legitimate system. The reason the drug dealer sells drugs is because his customers come to him. Drug dealer doesn't push shit. Yeah. People ask for it. Yeah. If they want fentanyl on their weed, they will ask for it. They don't need to be introduced to it. Also, it is 2019. We are well aware when there's something other than weed in our weed. The weed is that good now. We can see it. Yes, absolutely. It's it's the same thing about the the Halloween candy. Oh, they're putting drugs in the Halloween candy. No, they're not. They're doing them. They're doing them. They're staying the fuck away from the kids that are dressed up like scary monsters. They're staying inside and doing their acid. They're not giving it out to people walking by in masks. Yeah, they're not giving your kid a 100 milligram edible. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. That that shit was 15 bucks. Yeah. They give it away. Yeah, it's 15 bucks and it. They don't sell them in bags with, you know, 50 others. Right. Well, you did bring up... I'm individually wrapped. You did bring up a very good point, uh, you know, about... Like Chris Rock said, drug dealers aren't sitting in a house full of crack going, how am I going to get rid of all this crack? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not like you see... You know, I saw an opportunity to sell crack in the ghetto. I just had to make it come true, right? First, I invested thousands of dollars in... uh, uh, grass, grassroots advertising, and I got my <laughs> stock up. And, no, you fucking got a couple of rocks. You sold a couple of rocks. It kept going. And Word of mouth. Because traveling. you didn't have any other opportunities, or you're lazy, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the the fear mongering that goes. Motherfuckers are going amazing. on Shark Tank. What do you got? Crack. <laughs> it's like, back, baby. <laughs> I'm in. Call the marketing consultant. All right, are we hitting the right zip codes with our advertisement? (laughs) When did the direct mailers hit for the crack? Excuse me, sir or madam, you may think that crack is just for black people. I'm here to tell you, this is not your daddy's crack. (laughs) And it's it's branded just like that, not your your daddy's root beer, not your daddy's crack. It's just like those. those, This is. You get a lot of stuff done on crack, ma'am. This is craft crack. Right, yeah. <laughs> made by guys in flannels and and, and beards. Here, take it. <clears throat> Smell the beeswax. Oh Jesus Christ! But yeah, no, it, it, the, the the yeah, the fear mongering is is amazing when it comes to the shit that I read when it comes to drugs. And I'm just thinking, half these people, I know they found you know their family or friends. And I know they found Jesus later in life, but I've done drugs with them. They know this is bullshit. <laughs> You know, no drug, like you said, no drug dealer gives you free shit. I mean, unless they're tripping hard and they're like, here, you want another hit for free? Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, if you get to know them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Besides, <laughs> see, but that's in, they found Jesus. You found Jesus. You got to get cool with Jesus. <laughs> he gives you an extra nug every once in a while. 
Uh, all I'm saying is most of, most of the, the, the people I've met who deal Coke, they're not people I want to sit around and hang around with for four or five hours after I buy. Not that I've ever done that. But if I did, I would be like, thank you, later. It's not like you're going to sit down and be like, you want a match? You know, it's not weed. <laughs> I'm good on that. And no one's matching with cocaine. Usually, generally, everyone brings their own cocaine. Yeah, guys who want pussy, chicks who want free cocaine. That's 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 who brings it, and who they are trying to look forward to consume it. <laughs> you know, cocaine's called cheap way of talking your way out of her panties or into her panties. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unregimented. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. Unregimented. You guys heard about this Cardi B story? That she drugged men and stole their wallets? Yeah, like under the guise of Isn't escorting or something. Right. Wasn't she a hooker? Isn't that hooking? I guess that, that was my general reaction to it. <sighs> a hooker's on the stroll. An escort you can call up and have ordered to your house like a pizza. But she was doing that, right? I'm, I, th- I think she was escorting. Yeah. I don't. She doesn't. She doesn't seem to be like the type that would have hung out on the corner of Michigan and Lanyo. So I already knew that. So I wasn't really surprised that she yeah. would drug and mug men. But I just think it's funny because it's it's like you know people. Oh, can you believe she would do that? Yeah. Uh, why, why? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, again, my what? You're telling me some a stripper was dishonest? Get out of here! You mean when she said a that sex she worker. Yeah, when she said she really hoped to see me and maybe we could date off the clock, she didn't mean that shit? Really? No, I think it's the fact that she said, I didn't have a choice, I did what I have to do. So I think that's what rubs some people the wrong way. It's like, right. kind of a, you know, whatever, everybody fucks up. <laughs> rubs I mean, people the wrong way that are like, no, you should have sucked that dick. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing America hates worse. Then, then child molesters, it's a dishonest hooker. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to give me drugs and you're going to take my money, God damn it, you better come here and at least give me an old-fashioned. Damn right. 
I, something. I'm rubbing this against your thigh or something. I, there's going to be some contact here. I'm parting with a Benjamin. Somebody's coming. <laughs> Wait, I just, yeah, I thought it was funny because obviously here come the the, fly, the comparisons started flying. Like, what if this was a guy? And I'm like, then he's probably gay. If he's drugging women, stealing her money, and he's not doing anything to them, he's probably gay. <laughs> so that's, what, what if it was a guy? I mean, we know what would happen if it was a, you know, drug someone and assault them. Well, yeah, I, guys mug people, yes, but they they don't do it under the guise of being a gigolo. <laughs> do Spigolo like, movies are you watching? Times, <laughs> What'd you say, Chris? Deuce Bigelow's falling on hard times, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be fine if he can't find any more huge bitches to take out on dates. They're like the sad thing. It's now. It's actually just Rob Schneider. It's not Deuce Bigelow. He's just dropped yeah. the pretense of even having a character. He's just like I'll just fuck ugly and old women for money. I mean, honestly, if I just met, don't look at my hairline because these these are one time. She's not getting repeat business from these guys. Obviously, no. she's she's taking their money. She's drugging them, taking their money. So, if I was meeting somebody I didn't know, and I was going to pay for sex and. I ended up getting drugged and robbed. I would probably wake up and go, "Oh, thank God!" I still have my dick. <laughs> I still have every. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't cut him up. She didn't. Eileen Warnos me. Like, yeah, I mean, was it right? No, but I would feel like, okay, you know, if you, like, if you're going to do that type of shit, that's going to happen. You bring your whole paycheck with you to meet an escort. You're an idiot. <sighs> wait, wait. wait. Yeah, here, this is really, but this this is pretty funny when you think about it. Well, we ain't got no problem victim shaming these idiots. <laughs> like, hey, stupid, why'd you bring that much money in the first place? Right. Were you gonna tip five hundred percent, big spender? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what the price was. You know what an appropriate tip is. But likely, if you're calling escorts, you've already worked your way up to it, so you've been through the strip clubs, the massage parlors. <laughs> At least googled on what you should tip. <laughs> no, we've crossed this bridge. Well, hey, you know this ties in also to the uh, the Robert Kraft story, and you guys probably know a little more about this than I do. But were there actual charges filed against him, or was he just wrapped up in the investigation? Oh yeah, he's allegedly on tape getting an old fashioned. Speaking of which, <laughs> right? But the, they charged him. Yeah, I think it was for soliciting his misdemeanors. Right. To, is a and then that. That was dropped. He had his apology, and the charges were dropped. Correct? No, he didn't. He didn't take the deal. He told him to fuck off, which I was glad he did. Oh, really? He's he's gonna fight it? Yeah, he's not taking that deal. I thought that I thought that he apologized for it. I was about to say, how does he apologize in public and go yeah, to court and fight he's it? Got to apologize and like take a STD test and all that and do community service. So no, he said no. He's fighting it. Damn. He's got he's got f him. He's got f you money. He's got oh. unbought crap. Eat a dick. TMZ is is reporting as of seven hours ago today. Robert Kraft claims massage video illegally obtained. In bogus Spygate. Yeah, oh, I guess you see what he did there? Full on. See what he did there, Chris? Oh, I do see what he did. Oh, Spygate. He had to. Yeah, he's he's. I, I, you know what? We should have had an over under on how long he connects it to the to the Patriots. Fall <laughs> in some general way. Because <laughs> this is he's the, being targeted. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, this is because I'm the owner of the Patriots and you guys hate me. No, it's because you're a 70-year-old man getting a tug job in some fucking chick in Florida, dude. That's why it happened. But he should, well, is he's, he's not married. His wife died of cancer. He's a billionaire. Yeah, he's like 77. Right. How much longer does he have? I don't know what the hell I was looking at. I swear that he had apologized and that... That well, was going to be the end of it, but last week he was it, offered this crazy plea deal where he had to apologize and take an STD test and do some community service and all this crazy shit, and he just fuck you, Bob Kraft. No, <laughs> or he, he just looked at his lawyer. He responded how I hoped he would. He said, fuck, fuck your stupid deal. He probably called his lawyers and said, "You guys want to make some money and hold this up in court till I drop dead." Yeah, he probably calls him and said, I'm never walking into a courtroom for this. Which, you know, look, man, I, you know, we talked about it on Sporgy. I mean, you know, these, it seemed to me at one point it was like, isn't this kind of like one of those things that should be legal and regulated and, and, and there's, you know, checks and balances to make sure that everybody involved is doing it as safely as possible. And now that seems like it, because what they started focusing on Oops. was, was oh no these are these are these are people who've been sef- sex trafficked in here. It's not his fault. Said on Sporty, that's not his fault. And it's like, is it really true, or is this what you're assuming? Because this is what we now say about sex workers. This is against their will. He didn't initiate. He didn't authorize the sex trafficking. He just he is just we said he's not pro sex trafficking. He's pro hand job. I mean, I can get behind him on that. I, I should have rephrased that better. I, yeah. I can, I can, I can stand and wave at him from across the parking lot with that. <laughs> but he's taking, he's taking the Donna Brazil defense. I right? remember when she got outed for she gave the pre, the questions for the Democratic debate to Hillary and not to uh, you know before the debate and not to uh, Bernie's side, and then that fact came out that. There were emails that were hacked and released that show that she was basically trying to uh, sway the election to Hillary's side. And her defense of it was those emails were hacked, right? He's saying that this footage was illegally obtained. Okay, but... It doesn't doesn't change it, Bob. Right. It still shows you on video committing a crime. Now, I don't think that it should be a crime uh, if we're just talking you know sex hand jobs blow jobs full-on penetration whatever none of that should be illegal but it is so you can't that's not really a defense no that's 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 called defense attorney and if this is obtained illegally and they can prove it or at least get a judge to agree with them and it gets thrown out there goes the the, yeah, the, case. the foundation of their case right you it's, could win on a technicality instead of actually being right and and see this is uh, uh li- dear listeners take a take a take a note on this this is what people who are rich and powerful do they don't give a fuck how they win as long as they win it could be a technicality <laughs> he's not like i'm gonna get exonerated he's just like no that video of me getting jerked off no you didn't have you didn't have the right warrants for it yeah he's not saying he didn't get the hand job <laughs> but i mean that's that's the one thing I, like, like i said i kept hearing you know oh this is it's not the hand job. It's because the sex workers there were, uh, you know, forced into it. So what? It's like, well, that's okay. why they were investigating in the first place. Yeah. He didn't know. He didn't know. He's, you think he, you, really, you search his cell phone, you search his, his search history, think he's looking for 
you know, specific, like, or they have to be specifically sex trafficked or I just can't come. No. <laughs> right. He, he's, he's got enough money. Just, he got he word that if you go to this one, jerked. Jupiter, you get a handy. He's getting jerked off going, tell me about the crate you came over here in. Yeah, I want to hear about <laughs> how small and dark was it. In. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got enough money. If he really wanted to get that far out with it, he could just buy a bunch of land in Thailand and open up a, exactly. uh, <laughs> a, a, a Neverland ranch for himself out there. You know, and do whatever the fuck he wants. He could buy a small Asian nation if he really wanted to. He has a gross domestic product higher than some of them. Right. But, you know, just like the Trump story, we talk, not we as in the three of us, but collectively as a country, are way more interested in talking about Robert Kraft than we are talking about prostitution or human trafficking. And, you know, just like the Trump story, we get the Mueller report, we're way more interested in arguing over whether Trump is innocent or guilty and not see, no what collusion. this says about how easy it is to, for Russia to influence us. Yeah. Hey, that's not just a problem in the room that we're a big collection of dummies. Let's focus on who won. Maybe well, focus the, on not being a big collection of dummies. Yeah. I mean, we and like to have contentious con- conversations with, with each other in this country. We just don't want to have deep conversations that might be uncomfortable. I wish that we could have a conversation about how while Robert Kraft committed a crime, if it wasn't illegal, then the person that was in charge of jacking him off wouldn't have been trafficked. Yes. Right? They would have. Her livelihood. They might have even had health care. <laughs> do, do you got more than 50 jerkers working for you? Then you got to provide them with health care. Yeah. So she developed carpal tunnel. She'd get workers' comp. <laughs> Either that, or you, or you could have your staff by uh, hiring skiers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm working, I'm working at the social services office, and someone comes in and hands me that and says carpal tunnel. Okay, so how you you're filing that for disability? Why? Oh, uh, I used to manually uh, offer hand release to rich old white men in massage parlors. You had the balls to put that down here. Boom, approved. Have a nice one. <laughs> Enjoy your check. <laughs> Like you've yeah. earned it, sweetheart. Especially because you know some of those guys—they got to be slapping that motherfucker against their leg while he's just flaccid. Going, come on, old man, come on, old man. I gotta, we got to hurry this up. <laughs> you got a whole waiting room of people. Yeah, come on. I book in quarter hours, buddy. Let's go. There's no. I mean, unless these people have extreme confidence in their skills, you can't just have a flat charge for that, right? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> You want to make money, it's all about transactions, right? You do <laughs> deal in volume. <laughs> they make it up in volume, and they pass the savings on to you. Oh, I'm just picturing a bunch of guys lined up in a room, and she goes from one, just like perels her hands, rubs them together, goes to the next guy. <laughs> it's just like a production well, line. It's like what Aaron said. You hire you know, women who are familiar with skiing. So, you know. Oh, two at once, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm you serious. Know, guys, no, no. no book in 15 minute increments the the idea that you know people are ups- certainly yeah people are upset that, that these women are being trafficked but they don't want to deal with the answer and the answer is take away the industry that is operating in the black market and and giving a dollar incentive for people to traffic these women oh that well, it stops been, uh, again trump what some, do you think it, like you think in the force 
the people who own these massage parlors are going are going to go, well, they made prostitution legal, so now what am I going to do with all these illegally trafficked Asian women? I guess I got to start making iPhones in the U.S. Like, they're not... It's not like they're already trafficking in Asian women and they're like, just stumbled upon it one day. Oh, turns out they're great with hand jobs. Finally, I can unload all these Asian women that I've got stockpiled. They're brought in for a specific purpose to fill a specific need. And just like marijuana, if you want to take the crime out of marijuana, then you make it legal. You want to take the crime out of prostitution, you make it legal. Yeah, but the mo- the, mo- the moral people, the religious people, the the, the people who think like any sex worker is, no matter what, even if they are not forced into it, that no, you're being forced into it. Lump all those people together, that's a whole lot of voices oh. shouting you down. That's the problem. Well, the people, the part look, of the I don't... All the billboards are porn, cigarettes, Jesus, and fireworks. Those th- certainly, there's not a lot of girls who have their eyes set on being a prostitute when they grow up, but there's millions of people who don't dream of working at a fast food restaurant. But they do. Well, you know, and they make it. You know, it's it. When I had when I had a satellite radio there for that year, after I bought my car when I first bought it, I listened to a lot of Howard Stern, and I gotta say, unless this is just the new thing for young porn stars who get into the business to say, a lot of them were like, you know, back in the day, it was how'd you get into porn? Well, I started dancing. Somebody saw me dancing, said, "Would you model?" And they said, "You know, are you willing to do, you know." shoots with other women or men and would hey would you be willing to basically fuck on film no a lot of these porn stars come in and he's like so how did you become a porn star oh i've wanted to be one ever since i saw my first porn when i was 12 years old on the internet oh, and i'm like that's a that's a destination for you well rich they're selling something on his show they're selling themselves and their porn well, they're I not gonna go on there it's... and say my uncle diddled me when i was nine and <laughs> That's why I'm riding a pole now, because that doesn't, that's not a nice, fun story about, it's, <laughs> is, is it wrong to say that if they did go on there and say that, their hits would probably double on Pornhub overnight, because <laughs> the sick fucks that are out there, <laughs> be like, does she do babysitter porn? Like, oh, dude, <laughs> come on, man, really? You got to lean into it that much? Jesus. Well, no, that's why I said, unless it's just a, the the new thing that they're like, look, don't even go out there and say about dancing and you got into it through that. Just go out there and say, act like Henry Hill, but instead of when, when I, I always knew when I grew up, I wanted to be a gangster. Just say, I always knew when I grew up, I wanted to get fucking airtighted by three motherfuckers and come a cum dragon. Right. You know, you, you've, you're cultivating a personality that is obsessed with sex. That's what you're selling. You're so obsessed with sex. You fuck tons of guys in all different positions. So that's your story. I mean, getting kind of dragged into it goes counter to that. I love what I do. Yeah, but I do got to say, man, over the years, there's not a lot of them, but there's some porn stars that I remember were like, I thought were old when I was first seeing porn back on VHS that are still in the business. And I'm like, maybe these people really do love sex (laughs) because I, I, no, I, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying at all that there aren't those people. No, what I'm saying is those people maybe need to reassess shit once their age starts with a six. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Nina Hartley, sorry, honey. The, the odometer has rolled over four or five times on your patch. It's time to retire. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of shit I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. You know, oh look, I found one example. I'm just saying that. Uh, oof. No, I, I hear you. But ceiling on that age for that. But business. I, I think the point should be made that those people do exist, and it is such a thing. It's not, it's not the case where everyone that gets involved in sex industry in any way is as uh, survives some sort of abuse. I mean. I think it's unfortunately it's it's uh but I mean but, if there's any if there's anything that we've really learned in the last like 20 30 that's years not, that's not necessarily negative either you know isn't that the, isn't that the idea of kind of reclaiming your sexuality it doesn't have to be a negative thing no no absolutely not but what I'm saying what I was going to say is doesn't it isn't it because it's more open to talk about sexual abuse growing up that it's what's more likely is that a lot more kids are sexually abused than we thought before because it just wasn't something that you brought up in polite society. And it just so happens that, you know, some go on to become strippers, some go on to become lawyers, some go on to become whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think that's as sad as that is. I think that's probably more likely what's going on. Because, I mean, I, you know, I've been around that, that culture, you know, firsthand and Get around, get around a bunch of women who don't want to fuck you, and don't and have stopped looking at you as a possible paycheck or a sexual object, and the truth will fly. Like, believe me, because at that point you're just you're just you might as well be a Ken doll to them. You are a eunuch, and like I've heard some very frank discussions. And if they were molested, they usually have no problem admitting it. And if they weren't, they they have no problem admitting it. Like, there's very few times it was like, you know, some sort of cinematic breakdown where some chick tells, you know, her other stripper friend what her uncle did to her one dark night. So I, I, I think this all, but this, this all goes back to the, our puritanical view of sex and just basically how we still treat it in this country. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cliche, but it's true. You go to other countries it's the violence in our culture that that makes them go, "What the fuck?" It's not the sex. They're not like, "Oh, you, oh, you, you Americans, you, you some crazy shit." You know what's going on here? No, it's all the violence and shit that that happens in our culture that we look at as entertainment. So, I mean, what do you what do you do about well, I, that? There's not much to be done. I mean, I think it's the it's the disproportionate way that we that uh, Americans react to sex or violence. Because it's not like you know Europeans just aren't shocked by sex, or and they are shocked by violence. You know, I think they have the same kind of tolerance for it. There's certain you know wagons and tits around. It's like whatever. That's page three, and uh, a little bit of violence on television isn't going to kill anyone. But yet there are lines, you know, there's things that they will not broadcast. They're not going to show faces of death and they're not going to show a porno. But then in America, you know, if we have to get multiple people's approval to show side boob on television, but people are being gunned down left and right. Oh, hell yeah. So we're, we're more sensitized on the sex issue. I don't know why. I mean, well, I know why it's religion, but... Yes. I don't know if that's worth going down. <laughs> Jeebus. And all that noise. Yeah, be fruitful and multiply. Just don't think about it too much. Wait, what? Huh? Okay. Well, it's, it's religion doing, like, religion feeding into people's already innate self-righteousness. 
that them abstaining from certain things makes them better than you, and their religion helps prove that for them. I, I, I mean, I know all this, but I'm just sitting it's, here thinking you, you. This sounds you grow, like an incel movement, really. If you, <laughs> if you, right? it, it, well, it, it almost sounds like you Christianity is in the original incel movement. Uh, Catholic Church. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, because you have to take a vow of celibacy, but I, I don't know. Yeah, only if you want to be on the inner circle. <laughs> Well, there's, there's apparently there's still parts of Catholicism that still preach that sex is only for that's, procreation, and I'm that's like, if you're playing wow. in God mode, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no cheat codes allowed. <laughs> like shit, so I got to put the ten year old boy back. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Uh, I'll put him in my stash. Hold on. Shit. <sighs> but no, man. I mean, think about it. The people that seems like they they get caught up in the shit are the people you, we you know hear about. Going to airport stalls, sticking their dick in a glory hole to see what happens to it. You know, it's like it, it, I, I've never understood that. Wait, what, that what's random, happening to them? You know, whatever. Looking for like they end up doing devious shit. Not necessarily like, are, not, are you, but no. I'm sorry. Let's clarify who we're talking about. Are we talking about victims like, of, of abuse? No, 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 no. I'm talking about people or that just are, like, grow people up. People are naturally deviant or they are... People who grow up in like seriously sexually repressive environments. Oh, okay. I got you. You know, it's it's going to come end out one way or the other. This guy at the orgy. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. You end up being You're the weird no. guy at the orgy. What's that tell you? <laughs> You're told no the first half of your life, so as soon as you realize what your dick is for, it's on. Trust me, as someone who's born and raised in Catholicism, I'm familiar with the type. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because you see it too with 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 uh, women, and you see it the other way with women. They discover what their vagina is for, and uh, what you think there's a stereotype about Catholic girls for a reason, <laughs> for no reason, I should say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. As it stands right now, I have no. And then she unzipped her jumper stories so i don't know you went to catholic school not me <laughs> oh because it's usually like she blew me in the parking lot before class is how that story starts oh so catholic hoes are just like regular hoes yeah well no, yeah it's just they're just, just a little bit of extra shame thrown in there well too, and they start earlier because you're told no like i said the first 15 years of your life as soon as you realize what that thing is for it's fucking on oh shit you could do this with it oh i'm gonna do this a lot <laughs> Oh shit! Well, I I, I don't know. <sighs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unregimented. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. Unregimented. We can talk about the controversy over whether Batman kills or not. Have you followed any of this? Uh, no. In fact, when you brought it up so, post or pre-show, is the first time I've heard of it. Well, Zack Snyder was uh, 
you know what? I want to see. Here it is. I want to find the exact quote on this. Someone says to me, Batman's killed a guy. Snyder said during a Q&A after a Watchmen screening event. I'm, I'm like, fuck, really? Wake the fuck up. That's Once you've lost your... Once you've lost your virginity to this fucking movie and then you come out and say to me something about, like, my superhero wouldn't do that, I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, down the fucking road on that. Not my Batman. <laughs> he goes on to say, it's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent. My heroes didn't fucking lie to America. My heroes didn't embezzle money from their corporations. My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. That's cool. But you're living in a fucking dream world. All right, so... Damn, I never thought about it. Bruce Wayne does kind of embezzle from his own company for his, for his Batman equipment. I never looked at it that way. Is Bruce Wayne going to be in the shower with Barack when we wake up from the dream? <laughs> which, which version? I, I'd like to think the Michael Keaton version would be standing in there with yeah. him. <laughs> like, but why are you done up like Beetlejuice, Michael? Well, yeah. It, it, okay, didn't he... Do, do, I didn't watch all of the Justice... or. Uh, Superman versus Batman movie. I tried to, and I just, I'm like, oh boy, this is kind of drags, yeah. And then, uh, what's his face uh, from Zombieland, the kid who played Lex Luthor? Yeah, I, he was insufferable in that. I was like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I love him, but he, you're absolutely right. He, so irritating. But I mean, I swore that they, from what I remember in previews and shit, like Batman was carrying fucking machine guns in that movie. Um, not a machine. Well, he had a gun. I don't even remember. Because I remember it was like a militia, him, him and like a militia were fighting or something, and then he they capture Superman and no no Superman captures him is that it I can't see I can't even remember this is <laughs> here Zack Snyder you know what you do make a fucking Batman movie we want to see these days just he go was, ahead and do that the big scene that that featured Batman with the gun was the I don't know if it was supposed to be a dream or a vision that he got from Darkseid, but he saw all the parademons coming down from the sky. Oh, that might be okay. That might have been it. I don't know, but he definitely uses a gun in the in the Zack Snyder the, the Zack Snyder version of Batman does. So, and I don't know. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous at its core, and to argue because first of all, this is a fictional character, right? And we've seen many takes on this character. But if we're going to talk about the core of this character i think yeah guns are alien to him uh, well the whole the whole thing was the way it was always pitched to me was because his parents were killed with guns that's why he vowed to never use them mm-hmm. and it's like okay whatever I, I i can i can get with that but i mean also they've changed shit around so much in comic book movies I don't even really get upset when I hear about some crazy change. Like, we're going to have Batman killing people just flat out in the next movie. Okay. Well, I, I, I remember when the Michael Keaton one came out, the big to-do was Batman killed somebody. Yeah. And he's, he, he doesn't do that. I, I remember even, even then, I was like 10, even the nerds, even then it filtered <laughs> that, oh, this is a big deal. Batman doesn't kill people. Right. I mean... Take it up to Man of Steel, and Superman broke Zod's neck in that movie. And people were like, Superman doesn't kill. Well, this version does. <clears throat> this isn't the Richard Donner version, nor is it the 2006 emo version sitting outside Lois's window pining away for her. This is a completely different version of this character. 
And at this point, like I understand comic book nerds are sometimes really they stick to, to tradition a little too much, but at this point, if you're a comic book guy, you should have gotten pretty used to they're going to fuck with shit. Yeah, but I mean, just fuck with somebody else, right? <laughs> Super <laughs> Superman and Batman are heroes that have lasted for decades, and part of that is because they are always, you know, going that extra mile to find the solution that doesn't involve killing people. That is kind of part of what makes them as characters. It's it's like if you wanted to say, oh, we're going to do a Judge Dredd reboot, but um, he doesn't carry a gun, he doesn't shoot anyone, and he just wants to sit down and, and hash it out. And he takes his he takes his helmet off through the entire movie. Oh wait, we already had that. Right, for judge he walks Brent. around with his helmet off, going, "I mostly do divorce cases these days." <laughs> I mean, if you want to do a parody on that character, sure, but you don't do that with Judge Dredd. There's no point in doing that with Judge because that's not the character. I mean, there's enough like you can overlay it lots of different things on all these characters because they're just loose structures. But that is one of the main beams of those structures of, of both Batman and, and uh, Superman. I guess to me, if it's if kind of ironic, were, if the movies yeah. were actually better in quality than they were, it would it bother would be me a more. Better argument. But it's just like, I don't, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just waiting for them to make a good new movie with one of these characters in it. Right. You know, so that's why I'm almost like, I don't really. Right. It's like no one. It's kind of like watching Batman 67 going, there wouldn't be actual balloons that said Powell. Yeah, there's no such thing as bat shark repellent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movies are so clownish as they are. That's like, is this really worth picking apart? Well, yeah, when, if, you know, when people sat down to watch the new net or, well, it's not new now, it's actually canceled now. But when The Punisher came out on Netflix and people sat down to watch it, I'm sure a lot of those people were well aware of the 1990 Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren abortion and were just like, somehow I'm going to be able to watch this new one. It hasn't ruined it for me. You know, that's how I kind of feel about it. That's why I'm like, I really don't care what he says. Now, if he, put, if he makes a good movie and it has, because from what I understand, Affleck's pretty much done. He's not coming back as Batman. Yeah. So if he if he they cast the new Bruce Wayne slash Batman, he puts out a good movie, and w- one of his major themes is Batman has to kill somebody at some point. I mean, it's taken the character down a different a different road than you know most people are used to, but it might actually get a good story out of it. Well, that's a good point because the these characters have evolved over decades, right? And they've done so through the hard work of talented writers. So Batman didn't start out not killing. In the the in the 40s, Batman would kill criminals. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he probably had a gun too, but he also slept in the same bed with Robin <laughs> and drove around like a regular looking car. Yeah, but Aaron, sharing a bed with a child is the most loving thing you can do. <laughs> Jamming in the bed, Dick Grayson. You know, and as much as we still inappropriately so give credit to the creators of these characters, cookies. they just kind of solidified the look and basic concept for something that many, many artists after them filled in and made into full characters that that were were three-dimensional you know and so 
yeah, at a certain point, it was just understood with Batman that, no, I don't know who his credit is first doing this, but, you know, when when somebody wrote a story where Batman decided that, no, I'm not going to kill, no, I'm not going to pick up that gun, and here's my reasons why, that clicked with everyone. And they went, oh, yeah, that's Batman, right? And that was a change. Batman... Superman has even more extreme versions of this going on throughout his history. That classic cover of Superman holding up the car on the cover of Action Comics, his first appearance, that was like his only shtick at the time. Yeah, when he when they first created him, he didn't even fly, did he? He just leaped. He didn't. He yeah, literally he didn't. leaped over buildings. Right. So all of this, like kryptonite stuff and the x-ray vision and laser eyes and can blow really hard and super cool breath and all of this shit was added as needed right it was well i need he's got to have some cool power to make this story work so here it is right some of that stuff you know if it's if it was just used as a gimmick it rarely sticks another writer's not going to pick that up and run with it but if it feels right, then others, the fans are going to react to it. The, the writers that come after that person are going to continue that story. So if Zack Snyder gave us a version of Batman that we hadn't seen before but made sense, I think we would accept it. And we would go, yeah, okay, uh, I can see that there's times where this... This man feels like he has to kill, but it, he just hasn't. That's the problem. And the idea that you know he goes on this rant of like, oh, fans are they don't know who this character is, and I know, and they need to grow up. And I'm showing them what their heroes would be like in real life. Well, guess what? That's why we have superheroes because there is real life. They don't need to cross over. Well, also, it, it is Zack Snyder. And the one thing I don't think anyone ever really has accused Zack Snyder of being as humble or not bombastic with his nonsense. Right. He strikes me as a type of gentleman who thinks very highly of himself, like looks in the mirror and is like, damn, it's hard work being this pretty. And then just goes on about his day. So, of course, the way he come off, it was kind of, when you're reading it, I was like, it's kind of a dickish way to put that shit. Then I realized, wait a minute, we're talking about Zack Snyder. <laughs> sure. He seems like a bro who just so happens to direct these type of movies, you know. Zack Snyder seems like a, a, a layover of the late 90s, early 2000 comic artists like Rob Layfield and, uh, um, and Todd McFarlane, the superstar guys that had, you know, they, that's what they did. They came in with these big attitudes and these big overly muscled characters and they're like... This is Captain America. This is Spider-Man. You guys don't know. And, you know, while that didn't work for me, that worked really well for a lot of people. That sold a shit ton of comic books. Now, I don't think anything that, that happened during that period was revolutionary to the, any of those characters. Didn't redefine them in any way, but... Wait, you it, didn't like when Superman had a mullet and an all-black suit? <laughs> 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 I said I, I said that to a buddy of mine. He's like, when did he have the mullet in the eighties? I'm like, no. Well, well no. past the time he should have in the nineties. Yeah. 
I mean, like he was going really- in the late nineties, and he's fucking rocking like the jacket over the spandex. <laughs> the- he's got a Riggs haircut from Lethal Weapon and shit. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are they doing to Superman, man? <laughs> <laughs> but once again, see, but that's the thing. Like, I as a like, even though I wasn't really into reading and collecting at that point in time, I was aware of what was going on because I had had friends that still did. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. I learned to accept that sometimes in these in these writing rooms for Marvel and DC, I'm wondering if they just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks, and goes, let's go with that for like I don't know a twelve issue arc. We can always retcon it in the next crisis, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can always hit the reset button. That's what Secret Wars is for. Um, I did want to ask you because I saw your book out uh, in the living room, and I've never really read this comic. I've only seen the 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 movies, uh, have you seen the previews for the new Hellboy? Oh yeah, and you're, I, well, okay. Um, sounds like you're into it then. I am into it. I mean, I love David Harper. I've always loved him. Um, he, uh, Ron Perlman's version was okay, but it's a little too soft. And I don't <laughs> know. It's weird. <laughs> well. I like Hellboy is this kind of weird character. Like he's he's like a demon, right? With a a weapon of Armageddon strapped to his hand, and he's a teddy bear. But he's not this like like lovelorn type of pathetic creature that Ron Perlman was portraying. Well, see, like you I know, said, I, I like, never read the book, so that's the only that's the only point of reference I have for that character. Him thinking that uh, that Liz Sherman was attractive, and that he would like to, you know, date her or be with her or something, is I think totally reasonable. But this idea that he was going to be heartbroken over her and he's going to stalk her didn't really make sense for me. And Hellboy's a little bit different. You know, we were talking about Batman and Superman. These are characters that like thousands of people have put work into um hellboy has been one continuous series that's all been mike mignola and he he either writes the directly writes the stories or he writes the outlines but hellboy doesn't do anything that mike mignola doesn't want him to do so he's crafted a very specific character that walks right down that line and it's not an easy thing to to hit on film i think that this David Harbor version looks like it's going to be closer to that. Um, I, I mean, at least I hope so. I, I don't know. It, the The odd thing is that heavily they lean so heavily on the early previews on the humor aspect, and that's always been a part of the Hellboy stories. Not a huge part, but you know, you've got a demon with his horn sawed off hitting people with a mechanical arm, chomping on a cigar, and and every once in a while spits out a, a, a halfway witty one-liner, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of humor in that. You have to, you can't take that completely seriously. So I don't know. It's a really hard mark to hit. And I don't even know completely. I think honestly, if we were to ever see the version of Hellboy that I know from the comics, they could do it through animation. I don't know if we would ever be able to hit that mark perfectly on a movie. See, that's I'm how looking I, forward to it. That that's how I felt about the Spawn animated series on HBO versus the actual live action movie. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw the live action, 
yeah, well, live action difference. movie. I was like, ugh, this feels like Spawn for little teenage kids, right? You know, I mean, I I, I think John Leguizamo did an alright job, and I think, uh, oh shit, I can't remember his name, Michael J. White. Yes, thank you. I think he did, you know, <clears throat> a, a a decent job given what he was given to work with as Spawn. Yeah. But uh, David Keith, just his voice in that HBO series, it's like that's what Spawn sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it was it was perfect. The tone was perfect. They could go into some some of the way more adult themes than they were ever going to go to if that series would have continued. I mean, now they're saying that they're trying to reboot it and they're going to focus it on uh, the two cops at uh, Twitch and, or was Twitch a reporter? I think, well, they're going, they're looking in at, at a reboot that basically uh, doesn't put you in, in first person view of uh, viewpoint of, in, uh, in the spawn character. Okay. So the spawn spawn will be, the monster, and you'll see the movie through other people's eyes. So it, it's yeah. really the only way that you can bring back this kind of horror element to it, right? Because you can't, you can't really have a Jason movie that's from the perspective of Jason. Right? That, that doesn't really work. You have to see it from the perspective of the victims, yeah, unless you're going to do like there is a there is a horror movie where they 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 have a fictional slasher, and a documentary team follows him around as he plans his yearly uh, massacre, and if they you know, but that's like or, that's, or, Jason like, isn't uh, set up that way. Yeah, or Man Bites Dog. Yeah. You know, the, you know the, the the camera crew following the criminals, and eventually the criminals like. Oh, is that the movie I'm thinking of? Um, well, no, the, the movie uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, where they follow the uh, the 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 hitman, yeah, and it's in I think it's in black and white. I've seen I've seen both, and I think I'm getting confused now. <laughs> well, the one I'm talking about is it was called uh, Behind the Mask, the rise of I think I think the guy who was the ser- the, the serial killer or the the you know slasher that they were following. I think his name was like Leslie Vernon or something. And it, it it had a real unique take on it because there was a retired serial killer who he went to for advice. And like one scene, they're sitting in the kitchen and they're chopping up the vegetables and they're just like, and they just go through carrots like it's nothing because they're so good with knives and shit. I mean, it was it's a unique way to do the movie, but yeah, I had said I was mistaken. It, it, Man bites dog was the movie I was thinking of, and I said Down by Law for some reason, which is a totally different movie. But yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess it, I, it, it's going to have to be one of those things. I see it and then make a judgment call on because it's got a good cast. I think it's got a, a stronger cast than the previous Hellboy movies. And the, the last preview that I saw, we got to see more of uh, less of the the snark and a little bit more of the action. And I think it's going to pay off. I think it's going to be a really enjoyable film. You know, I don't mean to slag it like, oh, nobody's going to be able to make the perfect Hellboy. I don't need to see necessarily the perfect Hellboy. Um, you know, as long as as long as this, as long as I get a believable version, right? <laughs> just like Batman on the screen, like you can change it, just make it work. Yeah, and not because you need your movie to work, but because it works for the character. Well, and when when does that one come out? I can't even keep track now. There's so much shit coming out in the next few months. But well, it's was, coming up. Yeah. 
the reason I ask is because I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those movies that gets buried underneath the rest of the superhero movies coming out. No, nah, I think kinda... it's going to find its niche. I, I don't think okay. it's going to do. I don't think it's going to be huge. But I, I'm imagining it's going to do something like uh, Jordan Peele's last movie did. You know, it's not going to break a hundred million on its opening weekend, but it's going to make money and probably enough for them to do a sequel. Well, that's <clears throat> that's funny you should bring him up because he just he, his new movie came out, and it's an it's another horror movie. And you know, I've I've seen people in reviews going, "Oh, he's the new he's the new master of horror," and I'm like, "He's done two movies, guys. Let's calm down. He's not exactly Hitchcock yet. Give him, a, you know, what I'm saying like, he's not even Cronenberg or you know John, you know John Carpenter. Let him get a body of work here going. You know, he only has two mm-hmm. movies. I mean, he is doing the new the new Twilight Zone uh, series. He's going to exactly yeah. produce that, which I think is going to be interesting. Um, I'm there looking was a, forward to it. There was a little bit of controversy uh, around him while he was doing press for this movie, his new movie, Us. Uh, apparently they asked, you know, so you have a, an all-black family as the lead family, and he goes, well, yeah, I'm a black guy. I'm writing from my perspective. I At this point, I can't really see writing, a, a, you know, a white guy as the lead in any of the movies I do. And, of course, you know, the usual suspects, oh! And it's like, you, did you listen to what he said? At this point, he doesn't. He, he can't see himself doing it at this point. Well, he's also he said that he's seen those movies, right? He yeah, wants exactly. to make something he hasn't seen before. He's seen all these movies with white leads. Like, why? Why go there? Yeah, I mean, how how many? It took what over fifteen years for Spike Lee to make a movie that that wasn't that the the lead character wasn't black, and I think it was Twenty Fifth Hour. I mean, so what? Who cares? Quentin Tarantino. For, for a while, I never thought we'd see a Quentin Tarantino movie that didn't have a bunch of gangsters in, in it. I thought that was going to be his thing. He's going to be the guy who who puts out Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and it's just going to always be gangster movies. You know, give him a chance to, to change it up. But at the same time, yeah. slow down with the he's the new king of horror. You know, <laughs> like move over Lovecraft and Poe. Here comes Jordan Peele. It's like, uh, it's like you know, I it's. It's like the people that said Broken Lizard, the guys who did Super Troopers, were like, oh, they're the new Monty Python. I'm like, pump the brakes. Yeah. One movie. Granted, I well, love that movie, but it, they're not Monty Python off of one movie. Come on. You know why, though? We have been sorely deficient for like two decades now on really good comedies and horror movies. There have been good comedies and horror movies that have come out, but they are few and far between so it doesn't really take a deep body of work to be hailed as the new genius you just got to get something that actually puts the uh, asses in the seats comedy had a good run there in the early 2000s with your your old schools and your wedding crashers yeah but once again it almost looks like that 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 there was crew of guys that all worked together yeah yeah i was gonna say eli roth and the saw guys like that, that was just like you know who can make the most disgusting kills? Let's put them out. I also forgot about your Judd Apatow's back when he was interested in being funny. But um, no, I uh, the uh, oh shit, oh, the tip of my tongue. If I remember, I'll bring it back up. Sorry. What were you saying? What well, was the last thing you were saying, Aaron? Before oh that we were we we've had kind of a dry spell here. Yeah. Well, it Let's, also you know. People talk about like oh all these superhero movies and it's, they're taking over and uh, and eventually this fad will go away. 
I don't see it that way. I see it more as like there's going to be so much, there's going to be so many movies made that we hopefully get to the point where we don't have these fads of like, oh, sci-fi movies are really popular now. Oh, now now all these fantasy movies are getting attention. Oh, people are liking horror movies again. We should just be doing these all the time. There should be a steady stream of movies coming out in every genre. Well, I also think it's going to end up... Superheroes being among them. I mean... what, from the late 70s to early 90s, most war movies that were put out were about Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, that that was like, especially the 80s for a while there, it was like, seems like there was one out every summer. Yeah. You know, Hamburger Hill, Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, whatever. And that like ran its course. We still have war movies. It's just not that war necessarily. Now we're starting to make, you know, right. war movies about the Iraq war and, and, and the war in Afghanistan. So and we still get superheroes. Of, uh, sorry. Uh, no, I was gonna say comic book superheroes have been here through all that. It's just most of the time the movies were really shit and garbage, like the 1990 right. Captain America and Fantastic Four that Roger Corman made. And are we not gonna bring up Affleck's Daredevil? Yeah, that huge piece of shit. Really, I. It's not. I kind of that liked bad. it, and I mean Jennifer Garner running around in some tight pants helps. I'm just saying, <laughs> like seriously. Uh, yeah, it's it was better than the Electro movie. Yeah, now that was a snore fest. It was like, get, are you serious with this? I can't even do it, even if she is going to run around in tight leather pants. <laughs> but, I, you know, I think that movie suffered from Affleck burnout at that point because he had had the shit with Jennifer Lopez and everything, and it was just kind of the cool thing to say is that, like, oh, his career's over with. And really, it, he how did he revive his career? He started directing movies, slowly started you know coming back to acting. So... You know, hey, if that movie gave us the town and uh, Gone Baby Gone, I'll, I'll let it stand. <laughs> it's, you know, that's fair trade in my book. Yeah. But the, the well, horror they, movies they, that are coming out, it seems like I've been reading oh, very with guarded hope the reviews, the advanced reviews of the new Pet Cemetery movie. And the fact that they're allowing people to review it, like they premiered it at South by Southwest and they've had a few you know screenings for the press since then the fact that they're allowing them to see it before it's released that's usually a good sign for a movie like that they don't do that with the new friday the 13th movies because you know what the fuck you're going to get when you walk in the door Mm -hmm. you know you're not you're not going because you want to see how jason develops as a character and grows you know you're going because you want to see how he kills the naked bitch with the big titties again but they're saying that this might be like this is the changes that have been made and a type of horror they're going for. If this movie does well, this might be like a game changer. It might be the 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 beginning of the the slowdown of the jump scare PG thirteen horror movies. Mm-hmm. And if that's if that if that's the case, and apparently there is the big twi- the reason they gave the reason they gave away that they changed it from the little boy to the little girl getting killed is because there's even a bigger twist after that. That apparently is so big, the reviewers are like, I can't even hint at it. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. No, really. Like, if you want to see this movie, it is just, it will leave you disturbed. It will fuck with your head. And I'm like, what the fuck can they do at the end that I can't see coming? I mean, that was my first Stephen King book. I read that when I was like 11, 10, maybe. Mm -hmm. Saw the movie the day it came out in 1989. Like, I know that story backwards and forwards. So it's like, if they're, what twist are they going for? And if it's that good, 
hey, if it gets rid of these bullshit, like the nun movies, I'm good with it. Oh, right. I'm I'm so done with these PG-13 jump scare movies, man. It's just like, get the fuck out of here. You know, and I understand some people like them. If you like them, more power to you. To me, it's just like when I sat through paranormal activity, you know, oh, some creepy shit happens. And at the end, it's one, it, the end of the movie is one big jump scare. And I'm like, that's it. I sat through an hour and a half for something I could have saw on the internet in 30 seconds. Seriously, I, I'm good on that. So maybe we're kind of seeing a renaissance here of the... You know, with with Jordan Peele's movies, and I know you you said you weren't that big of a fan of the first part of it, but I mean, I gotta say, it had a very Stranger Things feel to it, which means it was aware, it was self aware, but at the same time, it took itself just seriously enough. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I watched the first half of that movie, and it just wasn't doing it for me. And I don't, I'm not even sure what really turned me off other than the fact that nothing was necessarily turning me on. Well, my one buddy who didn't like it, I asked why I didn't like it, and he goes, I felt like they were trying to force, he goes, especially after the first two seasons of Strangers Things, he goes, I felt like they're, they're trying to force this 80s nostalgia down our throats. Like, hey, 80s kids, remember this? Ooh, we put it in a movie. Yeah. And it's like, so that, that's that why was you like, like it? That was like the biggest downfall of the Captain and Marvel movie. Was the way that there were just ninety songs shoehorned in there for no reason? How and, many times did they play the freshman in the background? <laughs> right, I mean the the whole climactic battle scene is done to just a girl, which is not even that great of a song. I mean, I thought, I think it's a horrible song, but they couldn't at least get spider webs, you know. But uh, yeah, but and but there's no reason for it, right? It, you would think that the if they were just going to pull some rock songs for the soundtrack, like they did on Guardians of the Galaxy, right? There's a reason for it. There's just a little bit of a plot device. You know, he's got a mixtape, and that's why he likes these songs. It's easy. But Carol Danvers is running around with Guns N' Roses and Nine Inch Nails t-shirts, and then she starts fighting, and it's like, I'm too sexy. Like... <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> she starts whooping somebody's ass, and all of a sudden you hear Rico Swap. What the fuck? and Rico. Like, get the fuck out of here. First of all, if I saw Carol Danvers in a nine inch nail shirt, she looks like the type of chick I'd walk up to be, be like, So are you really a fan, or is that just a fashion statement you found in a in a thrift store? <laughs> like, sorry, I'm not buying the whole thing. I don't I don't I don't think you're down with the downward spiral, sorry. <laughs> Just don't strike me as a type. Unregimented. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. Unregimented. But no, I, I mean, I kind of understood his point. I'm like, I guess I get it. But I think it's that's like the same people who, you know, Wheels has come back, which used to be 98.7, a, a rock station here in Detroit. Now they're back on 106.7, and they're... What? They're, they're 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 playing the same shitty music. They're like we're WLLZ and we're back. We're new classic rock. So basically, from like 2000 to like late 70s. So it's like, hey, remember the music you heard while going to school and getting your first hand job? Listen to our station. And it's just like, like how really? This is I can I can kind of understand bristling at it because I'm like. Stop playing fucking Nirvana every five songs. Another you station know? to play Billy Squire. That's what we need around here. 
I mean, I'll give him I'll, I'll give him credit. I did hear Spanish Castle Magic by Jimi Hendrix, which I don't think I've ever heard on the radio actually live. I know that he did a BBC, a BBC show back in the day that you could you can get the whole show on, you know, in an album form, and that they used that as a sing a single off of his set. But I mean, that was like sixty eight. So I I mean, like outside of NPR or something, I, I'm like, why would they pick that song? But okay. Now, if they would mix it up like that, play stop playing every Pearl Jam song, and I know the words too. If I hear I, I love the Black Crows. If I hear anything that was a single off that first album anymore, I'm gonna fucking snap though. Yeah, like I don't want to hear she talks to angels. I'm tired of hard to handle. Like never again. Why can't they play the fuck out of Remedy? Huh? Like, yeah, no shit. That's still a jam. Wiser time. That was a single. They hope they even made a video for it. You know, it's like they have more than just that album. You know, Thorn in My Pride. You know, there's, oh, plenty yeah. of, there's plenty of stuff off that second album that was actual, got a lot of radio play. And that's what I was hoping they would do, but <clears throat> it's Doug Podell, as, as he's the PD. <laughs> <laughs> and Trudy's on in the afternoons with Bill McAllister. Oh, he had 107.1. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's like... Remember everything? Isn't this comforting? Remember when it's, it's, it's a giant member berry? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 the whole member WLLC. It's the whole go kart scene from Clerks too. It just reminds me of a simpler time in life, you know. <laughs> I'm Bill McAllister. I'm shaking. I'm waiting for as soon as Ken Calvert's contract runs out to CSX, they'll bring him over. They'll just reignite the whole. Oh God, I'm glad we do podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I wasted my parents' money, but you know, we we do podcasts now. I I just think it's funny. I'm just like, wow, because it went from like the alternative. We're gonna try to play some newer stuff. And we're gonna try to play some like classic alternative at this point. I was actually leaving it on for a second when it was doing the alternative station for what three months. Yeah, it didn't last very Rock long. Was- yeah, it, it, it didn't play some all right shit. I mean, I remember sitting there and I'm, you know, I'm driving home and I hear "Drive" by REM on, and I'm, I'm like, I, I haven't heard that on the radio in decades. Huh? You know, yeah, well, you hadn't heard in a while. I actually heard uh, 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 "Okay Computer," not "Okay Computer." Um, what's the what's the single off of that album? The animated one. Karma Pl- or, oh, Paranoid Android. Paranoid Android. Yeah. I heard that. But and no, like, what what do we need? We need another station that plays ZZ Top. <laughs> Play some Dio. Start rocking now. <laughs> yeah, we only that that brings like I said, we're up to four stations now that'll play fucking Don't Fear the Reaper. Great. <laughs> I can't get no Go Go Godzilla. Really, I can't even get that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's what I did learn in radio too. Is we kind of we we kind of program the radio stations. We don't even know it. You know, everything tests well. Every time somebody, every time something tests that isn't familiar, people go, I don't like that because they don't know it. So that's why we have playlists with 100 songs on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) I guess this is like our what, once, twice a year we bitch about the state of terrestrial radio. So this is it for at least another six months. And at least my verdict is it's no better than it was the last time we talked about it. I'm glad I have Google Music. That's my take on terrestrial radio. Uh, 
I don't know. I I I got to do something. I got to get some other form because NPR is. I can't listen to that constantly. I'm starting to. I'm starting to feel like an old man. <laughs> like seriously, like I, I'm. I'm starting to remember the names of the people who do the 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 news updates at the beginning of the hour, and I'm oh, like starting to learn the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know this show comes on this time, this show comes on this time, this show comes on this right? time. Oh yeah, back and then on- you get you get pissed when the sub comes in, you're like, Who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when when I listen to Detroit today and I'm like, This isn't Steven Henderson. Who's this douchebag? Get him off my radio. Oh back back on us the delivery driver. Oh yeah, you knew the rotation, all the people who did the uh, the 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 news anchors on the sports station who would do the updates at the top of the hour. All right, it's midday, so it's so and so's turn. Yep. Oh, hey, oh, it's yeah. 4 o'clock, so-and-so starts now. They'll be on till 9. Oh, yeah. Um, I did want to ask you guys real quick one last thing here, if we got a little bit of time for it. Uh, have you guys found any new podcast that's really kind of grabbed your attention, piqued your interest, made you binge on a little bit? Oh, do some pod on pod? Yeah, I can share, because uh, I'm constantly exploring. You know, mm-hmm. I cycle through... I, I go through periods where I really like listening to WTF and then I go, eh, maybe twice a week is too much. <laughs> and I, I kind of drift away. And so I'm looking for other shit. And now that I do a lot of my work sitting at a desk, I have headphones on most of the time. So I'm running out of shit to listen to. Um, one of my favorite podcasts that I've been listening to since it started is Omnibus. And this is, um, it's a time, it's presented as a time capsule for people in the future, but that's just really a framework for them to talk about random things. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit stuff you should know, but more random and more specific topics. And therefore they can go off on random tangents as well. Um, they actually, it's quite often that in a, you know, 45 minute hour long show, they don't even announce, they don't even say the topic of the show until like 20 minutes in. Okay. But, and I should say the hosts are Ken Jennings, you know, the guy that won on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't believe I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the, uh, the co-host, he was, he's a musician. Uh, yeah, anyway, you'll find oh, it. That <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a purely personality-driven uh, podcast. Their topic is just an excuse for them to get together and talk. And I know that, I can't believe that how weird and uptight some people are about podcasts and and this idea that it has to follow some sort of structure from radio because i hear from, you know I, when i listen to especially on on stuff you should know people write in to them and tell them that they get upset when they go off on tangents i'm like that's called a conversation right isn't that part of what we're listening to podcasts for yeah and isn't people that- having interesting conversations back and forth I mean, as as much as I, I, you know, I do like some classically set up, you know, terrestrial radio shows. Oh yeah, they it's have. A thing. A, it's, they when have it's a, done right, it's great. They have a small window to talk about a subject, and then it's okay. We're scheduled to go on to the next subject. We're scheduled for this break. That's the point of a podcast: is that they can go off on a 
on a tangent. They can they can go down a road that they wouldn't have normally have the time to explore. The Adam Carolla mm-hmm. show's built ten years on going off on tangents. Yeah. Pretty much what he does every day is the, the opening segment is Adam rants about something. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, how Dennis Miller I don't mean to get off on a rant here, but Yeah. And it, so that that's one that uh that I tuned into and really enjoyed and have stuck with. Um some other stuff that I have been experimenting with and I I don't know if it's like regular rotation but Alan Alda's podcast is really good clear and, and vivid kind of an offshoot of his book and whole program that he's doing to uh it's all kind of an educational oh. uh, outreach type of thing but he has great guests and he has great conversations and Alan Alda's got just a, a great voice um there was another one oh 20,000 Hertz. And, and this is one of those more specific podcasts that, you know, I'm sure has found a, a, a diehard audience of supporters, but it's not really going to be for everyone. I found out about this podcast through 99% Invisible, who occasionally um, on that podcast, they will host other people's shows to highlight them. And they did a show, I'm trying to remember which one they, they presented on 99% Invisible. I can't remember what it was. I feel like I should be ringing but, the bell every time Aaron drops like a hipster name. Right. <laughs> but so, well, 99% Invisible is, is a really interesting podcast if you're not familiar with that one. Um, it's, well, I think it's framed as uh, looking at things that are mostly hidden in our life that are right that are actually you know right there in plain sight but we don't see them so you know that can a lot of this involves like human behavior and how we're manipulated and and things like that but uh the 20,000 hertz is a podcast about sounds so uh well let me see i'm actually going to pull it up here and give you some examples some available episodes. Uh, the <clears throat> the bouge is one of the episodes. Now, the bouge is one of the trade terms for the bass drop that is in like every trailer. Okay. Right. And so they talk about how it came about, how they make the sound, how they use it. And like most good quality podcasts like that, it's not just that one thing. It's kind of a, a good jumping point, a jumping off point to talk about sound design in general and the types of music that's used in uh, in trailers. Isn't that all THX's fault with their sound effect at the beginning of the movies? And they start that back and forth. No, nah, it's just kind of a frequency sweep. Like... The bass drop comes from techno. Womp, 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 womp. Like that shit? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What are some other ones on here? There's a lot that I have in it. They do a whole episode on the Xbox startup sound. <laughs> so, there's an episode on the theremin. There's one about jingles. There's one about misophonia, which, if you don't know, is... Uh, being physically sickened by mouth sounds. Oh, people who are like driven nuts by the sound of people chewing and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's the opposite of ASMR people. Well, I mean, I found one that it's 
It's interesting because I don't think I've ever heard the premise for a podcast like this until this one. And it really, it, 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 first of all, it's called Ear Hustle. I don't know if you guys have heard of this one, but I've it's heard a, of it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, it's a podcast out of San Quentin prison. Yeah. I was going to say, isn't it the prison one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so far they have three seasons and the episodes are really about, you know, roughly 30 to 45 minutes. So they're, you know, easily short and digestible and it's not, <clears throat> you know, it's not prisoners talking about poor pity me. I got railroaded, you know, anything like that. They just talk about different aspects of prison life. Uh, they go into the history of San Quentin. Um, they talk to death row inmates. And because of San Quentin being right in San Francisco, they get a lot more uh, volunteers because they don't have to travel halfway across the state to go volunteer at San Quentin when it's right there. Here, be on this podcast. <clears throat> Why? Because you ain't got nothing better to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So <clears throat> they go into the different programs they have and stuff. And it, it, it really is interesting because it does, it shatters a lot of misconceptions about prison. But at the same time, they, they, they'll have to remind you, San Quentin is a destination prison for, for long timers. If you've got a long sentence, you want to be on your best behavior. And it may take you, you know, some two, three, four, five years even to get transferred to San Quentin. But once you do, as long as you keep your nose clean, you don't, you're not involved in any bullshit and, you know, drugs, gangs, whatever. There are plenty of programs for you, educational programs, music programs, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, I think it's a really interesting show. And it, something really that I did not expect to happen happened at the end of the third season. And I know that kind of sounds like I'm trying to set up like a cliffhanger, but if you, if you're interested in it, it's worth to at least give each of the episodes starting at season one. Maybe a 10, 15-minute shot. See if, like, okay, is this going to be a topic I want to hear about? Because you want to work up to what happens at the end of the third season. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It, it's and, I, and it was not planned by anybody. It wasn't like one of these things where this was a plotted thing that was going to happen, and they knew it, and so they, you know, they ended the season on a cliffhanger. It, it was just... Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, it's 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 that's the thing. They do have stories that are like that. I mean, when they talked to one guy, and he had been there for twelve, thirteen years, and he they were talking about how you know how small he was, and he's kind of a feminine guy, and you know some of the problems he'd had in prison, and it turns out you know boom, after twelve years of being in, he got raped one time. So I mean, they do have serious like subjects like that, but it's not, they don't dwell on that shit. It's not like, it's not like, Hey, let's get a bunch of prisoners in here and tell us the worst horror stories of prison. It's more like, what are the unwritten rules of prison? Like don't spit in your sink when you got a celly, you spit in your toilet. It's considered disrespectful to spit in the sink. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, they shower with their undergarments on and that's how they, they wash their undergarments. Shower shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. They'll have like boxer briefs and like a wife beater or a t-shirt on. They go in there and they wash and rinse their clothes as they're wearing them. And, and, and they do that to their body. And then they go hang them up in their cell to dry them out. Oh. Um, you can see you know, the different ways. Well, if not, you know, you're going to be stinking. Like at one point, the prison goes on lockdown and they, they go. The laundry room? It, well, I, that's the thing. That's. <laughs> You really start to understand how shitty prison services are. Like, literally, there's guys that come in and they're like, yeah, we don't have your size. I don't know what to tell you. So you're just, you know, 
hoping somewhere you're going to get something to cover your body because you have to be in uniform or else, well, you might have a problem. You know, you might get stuck in, in, in someplace until they can find something that fits you. But they're just like, yeah, we're out of your size. Don't tell you. Sorry. But one of the more interesting episodes is they, they went into what happens during a lockdown. And the these, like I said, most of these guys are, are long timers, guys that are there for five or more years. So they're experts at this. They stock up between lockdowns and then they take what they call bird baths because they got these little uh, three foot by like two foot foot lockers. When they're on lockdown, you can't leave your cell except for once every 72 hours. So they give themselves whores bath in the, in their, <laughs> in their, their little foot lockers and they call it a bird bath. They're like, cause you're literally like a bird standing in a bird bath, cleaning yourself. It's just a little interesting shit like that. And it- no, I, I find this fascinating. I'm going to have to check it out because I, while I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want it to seem like objectifying of this because you know these people are in a shitty situation. But this is a subculture. It's a subculture that most of us know absolutely nothing about that exists all over this country. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and the the the, the one co host is a she's a volunteer who started up the podcast, and she's like a visual artist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this is just a completely foreign world to her. Yeah, like, it, it, she is literally two seasons, two three seasons into it, she's still learning new stuff that her co host, who is it, who is an inmate, is like, you haven't learned that yet. <laughs> like. We've been doing this for three years. You haven't picked up on that yet? She's like, no, I didn't know that. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of the many unwritten rules they have in prison. And these are the <laughs> prisoners' rules for each other, not the, not the prison's rules for the prisoners. And that's where, to me, it gets really fascinating. So, yeah, if, you, you know, if, you're, if you're into something like that, definitely check that out. Well, well hipsters, I'm going to go small batch on you. Um, the podcast I've been listening to is called The Soul of Detroit. Uh, uh, local guy, ML Elric, uh, he wrote a book called the Kwame Sutra busted open, you know, I'm sure nationally <laughs> the Kwame Sutra. Hey, you know, well, it, it was just, it was him chronicling. Nice. He, was one of the, he was one of the reporters instrumental in busting up the whole Kwame Kilpatrick debacle that was going down in Detroit. Yeah. The, the early to mid two thousands. He's got a podcast. It comes out once a week. I check it out. Uh, he does it with uh, one of his reporter buddies and uh, 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 another guy who's a producer on a podcast uh, that I listen to daily. And uh, it's, it's, I like it. it, it it's, it's local and, it, and it's got his slant to things. He, he's a good writer and, and, and he's, uh, he's, he's translating his style to, to podcast form and I dig it. Nice. I'll have to check that out. I didn't know he had his own show. Yeah, it's within, it's, been out for maybe a month, month and a half. Okay. And new. Is LaDuff still doing his podcast or was that like kind of fizzled out? No, he doesn't. Okay. I download every week. I, I, I don't get to it every week. But yeah, no. He does it every week. No, I hear it. And here you go. What other podcast can I listen to that's that comfortable? Because these aren't people that are our friends. This isn't on this network's podcast we're talking about. Yeah. That's, a, that's how comfortable we are. It's like, go listen to a completely separate podcast. Yeah. Check it out. You After you're done with this one. After you're done with this one. Well, yes, of course, always. Hey, before we go, there's uh, some breaking news here from Trump. Let me see if I can 
if you guys can hear this, I'm going to play it off my phone here. Oh, boy. I support the Great Lakes. Always have. God. Can you hear that at all? Yeah. 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 Very deep. right? <laughs> I support the Great Lakes. <laughs> Thanks. Always have. They are beautiful. They are deep. Very deep. He supports inanimate objects. I didn't realize there were like anti Great Lakes protesters. I know. That, they needed supporters that were, were vocal. Saying, people were saying yeah. there were signs like "fuck these lakes," <laughs> "fuck Lake Erie." It's all about Lake Michigan, bitch. <laughs> Thanks for weighing in. That you well, support. But it wasn't controversial until you brought it up. Now there's going to be a bunch of women with pussy hats shitting into the Great Lakes. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Fuck these lakes. Donald Trump supports them. These lakes are racist. <laughs> racist ass lakes. You notice the lakes didn't 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 denounce him. You know, yeah. If so, they must lakes like the support. Lakes are complicit. Right. Hashtag. I thought there was something the up with lakes. you, Lake Erie. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> Oh, Lake Superior. So, oh, whoa. Oh, Lake Superior. Yeah. They, oh, that's that, the best that, that is than a liberal much. haven. I don't know what is. Lake Superior's got a MAGA hat collection. <laughs> Lake oh. Ontario. That's not even American. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even touch Michigan. It's closer to Canada. Think about it. Trump shouldn't support the Great Lakes. He should support the Detroit River. The Rouge River, something like that. <laughs> well, he's always in, he's in Grand Rapids. That's right. He's not in the metro area. Yeah. So that's when he comes through, that's when he'll pander to art. I, I love the Rouge River. I drive over it every, every time I come to Michigan. It's a tremendous, tremendous river. They're famous tremendous. for their deepness. <laughs> their deepness. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit River. Wide river. Record wideness. One of the greatest rivers not like that Cuyahoga River that caught fire. Yeah. No, no. This one knows its water and stays in that form. Yeah. <laughs> it knows its place, stays in its lane. Not like this witch hunt that they just did for me. How about that, crowd? <laughs> I mean, I can totally see them pivoting like that, too. It's over half over, right? We at least can take comfort <laughs> in that. It's if he doesn't get elected again. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, but that's like being half over in the roller coaster ride like if you don't like it now it ain't getting better <laughs> yeah if, if you're eating the pizza and you get halfway through and it's shitty on the, on the, on the and there's 12 slices and the sixth slice was shit you probably throw the rest of it away it's probably a safe bet yeah. it's not just magically going to be like oh, oh, oh these are the flavor toppings Muller was supposed to throw that pizza out <laughs> yeah. he just fucked us all yeah all right, well, I guess this is where we'll wrap it up. Everybody, thanks for listening. Hit us up on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. Uh, the portal for the show, basically, but it's there. You can email us on regimented at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, new shows drop Saturday on ChristopherMedia.net, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. After you're listen- done listening to all those other people's podcasts, we talk. Go to ChristopherMedia.net check us out uh new shows on saturday new listeners welcome if you're an old listener thanks for sticking around and everybody if you like it tell a friend because that's how this thing grows that's how we've been around 
so long. Thanks for listening. See you next week. See ya. Later, guys. Unregimented. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for listening and thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.